that. Oh, yeah, I, I want, I want some good it. ones. I want like a like a hey, like we don't need a poke flute. We can make enough noise to wake up a Snorlax. That kind of <laughs> shit. That's what I want. Excelsior, true believers, and welcome to issue number 165 of the Bad Cowdy Funky podcast. Wow! Tonight we're celebrating the life of the man, the myth, the marvel, the Stanley. But before we reminisce about our favorite Stanley moments, cameos, and more, let's see who's joining us this week. As always, we have Dave the Bearded Menace. I can do this all day. Doc Riss. I can do it most of the day. TV's Casey. I'm doing it right now, damn it. <laughs> and I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Now that we've gotten all that business out of the way. Yeah. Hey, hey, Greg, what's uh, what's going hey, on in nerd news this week? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Uh, so officially, uh, uh, Microsoft had their big old little uh, announcement kind of, uh, I don't even know what you call it, press conference event thing? Yeah, event. Thing? Sure, sure. Event. Sure. Uh, they've announced many and many different things, but one of the things that really stood out for me is they have officially acquired obsidian entertainment now for those of you who are thinking man that that developer sounds very familiar where have i heard them before well there's a little game i don't know if you've heard of it it's called fallout um i don't know you know new vegas fallout boy Mm, pillars of eternity for sure one and two yeah Oh, oh and who can forget the uh, game Alpha Protocol 2010's Hidden Gem Alpha, Alpha Protocol. <laughs> I never played that. I don't and know Wasteland and Waste. Yeah, the like, precursor. So it, it, this is like kind of big news going on, and it kind of one makes you wonder what's going to be the future of. Well, it's, it's also weird because like a lot of their big game, like some of their biggest games, like Pillars of Eternity, is mm-hmm. very much like point and click, which is interesting to see. Microsoft's big gaming platform is the Xbox, uh, which would actually very much change the mechanics of how you would play a game like Pillars of Eternity. Well, I'll say this, though. Hit it. I'm pretty sure Xbox is getting mouse and keyboard support pretty soon. Ooh. I remember hearing that a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that. So that maybe kind of goes hand in hand. The other thing is they still, you know, have the Windows operating system. And most gaming is done on the Windows operating system in terms of PC yeah, games. It just seems weird. Like, remember the novelty of plugging an Xbox controller into your computer for the first time? No, because you're the only one in the PC Master Race that really does that. All right. Uh, so no, I'm just kidding. I, I do. I do it for like you know. Action <laughs> so by games all of us, stuff. I mean I mean me, and I do remember that. Yeah. Um, but now plugging a mouse and keyboard into your Xbox, what a yeah, what, what, we've come full circle. We have. This, this is, is like hearkening back to the days of Mario Paint. And Mario teaches typing. Plugging keyboards into video games. It's what a what a crazy time. So it, mm. it's really funny because uh, a couple years ago I was walking past the Amazon store, which yes, there's Amazon stores, and I saw in the window that there was an Amazon Echo, but it was with a screen. And I was like, isn't okay. the whole point of having like Alexa that you don't have to have a screen? It's all voice controlled, and this new inventive way to interact with your voice computer is now to have some sort of visual so maybe soon 
computers will have screens. That would be pretty cool. I don't know, man. I just know that I'm really stupid because uh, I didn't know the Switch had a touchscreen, and I was I just discovered that yesterday. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? I didn't know. I just thought it was, you know, just a screen. A screen. Like a Game Boy. In in Casey's defense, I didn't know that till just now either. That yeah. was like so. one of the big announcements about it. Yeah, well, it didn't it didn't really seem to be a big deal. I mean, it's got motion controls and a touchscreen. Like, how much do you fucking need? To, yeah, to I, don't, be- <laughs> I don't think much takes advantage of that touchscreen. Except when you're putting in your password to go onto the store. Yep. That's the uh, only time I use a touchscreen is when I have to type in my password. Yeah, but That's technology it. is weird, and I'm definitely at that age where I'm too old to understand it. But I'm going to try, damn it. That's uh, for everyone false. listening. Casey is 78. 78. 78. I've got reverse well, progeria, which is great because not only do I look way younger than I am, but I've also got bones that are basically indestructible. Phenomenal. <laughs> great. That's great. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen with all of that. It is. It is interesting. I wonder. I hope they don't do this. I wonder if they're just gonna try to revamp the the Windows Game Store because that was Steve a big, free. That yes. was no. Oh. Well, that was a big thing. I want to say <laughs> two or three E threes ago. Is it was like you bought it on the Windows platform and you also got it on Xbox One. Um. But the problem is you had to buy it on Windows platform and not on Steam. I mean, like you had to buy through like the Windows game. Whatever that's called, uh, called. Yeah, the Microsoft like, uh, whatever. I'm not gonna pretend I know what it's called, but I didn't do it. <laughs> it's just dumb. Uh, uh, the only one I actually did that for was the pirate game, and I didn't even really. Yar. Yeah, Sea of Thieves. Uh, something, another big announcement that kind of happened. So, a new, there's a new hero on Overwatch. Um, they announced her during the big Blizzard kind of event, and uh, she's officially launched. Name is Ash. She's got a shotgun. She's got a nice little, um, and by little I mean big robot named Bob. That's her ultimate. Hmm. I've yet to play her. She's on the on the the, t- the test realms for a little bit. She's not anymore. She's out. She's live. She's. I hear she's great. I haven't got a chance to play her yet, but I'm really excited. You know, the thing about awesome. Overwatch is like just when I uninstall from my PlayStation, right when I uninstall, it's like they know. A week later, there's a new update, new character, and it's like God fucking damn it. Yeah. Oh, that, well, that's a wonderful thing about like Overwatch, though, is it's all free. New character. Tickets, I know, but it's free. But, but still, I know, but still, it's like I made room for uh, Red Dead Redemption just so I can play it. Yeah. And now there's a new new thing. It's like fuck. Yeah. Now I got to get rid of Spider Man so I can put it back on there that's so I can play it. False. Don't you Never. dare get rid of Spider. Why would you say I'm going to get rid of Spider Man on this on the Stanley episode of all things of all the episodes <laughs> to say that on horrible guys? Cause I, pro tip: because I wasn't thinking straight. Upgrade your hard drives on your PS4s. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Minimum it's, one terabyte. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, though, like how? I mean, I mean, you're probably right. Because I'm trying to think of like how close are we to a new system? But it's probably no. still like two, three years away. So. Uh, I would say maybe a year, year and a half. I mean, so like they just. Uh, well, let's, I'll, I'll close, save this really? for you, Chris. I'll save it for yeah, you. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But if we're talking about Spider-Man, this is something I'm really excited to talk about. I saw this and I just got really jazzed. Oh, please, Greg. Uh, please. <laughs> You know what I'm going to say. Uh, So the new Spider-Man costumes for the Turf War DLC have been shown. There are three of them. We have Casey's favorite, which is like... The Spider Armor (laughs) Mark I. Spider Armor Mark I. The toy everyone had. It looks so cool. Also (laughs) from the 90s cartoon, right? That was the Peter who never failed. 
Yeah, Uncle Ben he, never he had a successful life like as a wealthy yeah, industrialist. But no spider. I think he dated Gwen Stacy. Uh, the second one that they showed was uh, Spider-Man from the Spider Clan. Back when Marvel tried to adapt their properties into more of a manga-ish kind of storytelling or anime-ish storytelling, huh. that was actually really cool. Um, it's he doesn't actually have spider powers, but he's part of the Spider Clan. Um, okay. So he, his uncle Ben was this sensei who's killed by Venom, who is not a symbiote. He's just like a rival ninja clan. He's like the big bad. The, he doesn't have any spider powers. <laughs> he has uh, like two blocks that goes on his hand that have spikes in them. So he can climb up walls that way. And there, ah, there are also cool. ropes attached to it. So it's also how it's like a grappling. So is it like Batman Ninja, but Spider-Man? But way better. It it's way better. Because there's never any giant robots. There's nothing better than Batman. And Venom is his evil clan brother. And it's, it's super it. rad. It, it has like this really cool vibe to it. The art style is really nice. Like I really... Wasn't it Scotty Young? No. Was it? Scotty Pippen. I don't think so. You sure? Yeah. I'm going to agree to disagree. But uh, there was also other in this kind of universe. They had the Avengers for Chris. They, they had giant robots and they formed like Voltron. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hulk was like a giant Godzilla-ish kind of size. So that's what they fought. Miss Marvel They're, was Captain America. Yep. And uh, <laughs> the X-Men were kind of just X-Men, but with different costumes. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't much difference. But it, it was really its, cool. It had its charm, but its time has passed. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the last one is going to be the classic, classic uh, Iron Spider from the comics look. So we're talking about the all red with uh, gold trim, gold spider, gold eyes. And probably only three spider legs, which yeah. didn't make sense then and still doesn't now. Still doesn't. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> But I'm excited for this. Uh, the Tour 4 DLC is going to feature Hammerhead, is what is what I heard. So yep. that's kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Was really expecting a Venom DLC. I bet you that's the last one. You think so? I bet. I you sure they're not going to hold out for the next? For just with uh, the, the timing of the film, I thought you know. Well, so if, if you're going with the, t- the timing of the film, it should have been the first DLC. Yeah, isn't right. it? No, this no. is the second. The, oh. the Shadow Cat one was the first. Yeah, one? Yeah, uh, not Shadow Cat, Black Cat. Black Hat, sorry. Oh, right. Yeah, and Black that was Cat. the sorry. one that had the Captain uh, Spider UK skin, right? Yes. It okay. had Spider UK and a couple other ones that are kind of escaping me right now. But they we talked about it. Delato design. Ago. Yeah, they were yeah. good. Yeah, we talked about them already. I've already forgotten them. That's how much I'm excited about these new, <laughs> these new ones. Uh, that should be coming out pretty soon, if I'm not mistaken. And now it's time for my favorite segment. I'm really excited about this one, guys. <laughs> things, things nobody, nobody asked, asked for. They are still making downloadable content for TCU Online. Jesus That's right. Christ. If you thought that game was shut down, you are mistaken. It might as <laughs> well be. Uh, with the release of the Aquaman movie coming, I think, later this year, right? In December? Yeah. End of the end of the year. They have uh, unleashed onto this earth an Aquaman downloadable content patch with, I'm assuming, some story stuff and all of that for the game. Are you going to go run run over and play it now? Probably oh, yeah. not. Sorry, already in my now, Steam you know. cart. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's download Let's do it. it. Let's get it. What's going on? Only reason why I played it, other than like the one stream that you and the buddy stream you and I did, Greg, yeah. was um, it was the closest I could get to playing City of Heroes, City of Villains. Yep. 
Because when no, because when when that came out, I didn't have a PC. So these guys are all playing. I'm like, yep, I'm just sitting here watching these assholes play. Is, is Champions Online still a thing? Yeah, that's the closest you're gonna get to uh, City <laughs> Heroes. Yeah, it's not gr- It's not. It's not bad, but it's not great. It's fine. Yeah, DCU is horrible. The only thing that made DCU tolerable, in my opinion, is the fact that there were people on there. And I was watching, I think I was on some YouTube. I was doing some research and I was doing watching a YouTuber. And this video was posted maybe a year or two ago. And he's just like, wow, there's nobody in here. He's just flying around the watchtower. And there he passed <laughs> maybe four players. Wow. And the Jesus. watchtower used to be, he was saying, just like completely full. Like you couldn't even, yeah. you had to wait to load in depending on the server. And he's like, yep, nope, there's no one here. And someone even told him in the middle of it and was just like, what are you still doing playing this? <laughs> so, oh my god that's dcu oh, online guys it's like the end of uh ferris bueller's day off it's like what are you doing here the game's <laughs> over, over. <laughs> go, go home, home. <laughs> play something else amazing uh chris what do you got for us all right so weirdness is going on guys for all of you playstation fans you may have noticed that this year there actually was no psx playstation expo mm. um which is weird. And t- mm-hmm. just today, Kotaku reported that uh, they're actually not going to be at E3 this year or next year, rather. Which That's is, ridiculous. It is weird. But if you think about like, so the PSX la- PlayStation Experience last year, 2017, um, they basically showed us a little bit more of things that we already had seen, like uh, Last of Us 2, Days Gone, Goes to Tsushima. Uh, yeah, Tsushima. That, yeah, that's the thing. Um all these things that they had kind of already announced and they just show in, in Spider-Man like a, just a little bit more of it. And E3 came around and it was kind of more the same thing. It was very laid back. It was just more of what we already saw. So my guess, and this is what kind of has been going around the interwebs, is that these games that they've already announced are probably going to be the grand finale for the PS4 before getting ready to actually announce uh, the PlayStation 5. Is basically the only Makes reason sense. why this could be because, like, right now we really have we really haven't seen anything new from PlayStation in about a year and a half. Like everything yeah. that we've seen is reiterated over and over again. So, and you know, a lot of people think that um, that a lot of developers are gearing up for the PlayStation Five that they've already been given um, hardware specs to code to, but without actually seeing the final thing. Hmm. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see what's going on with that. Do you think PlayStation is going to continue going forward with that dual release thing where games are released on both platforms? For a short amount of time. They all usually do that. Yeah. That's usually how that goes. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I know Nintendo always does different stuff, but they're also kind of pioneers when it comes to the end of reverse compatibility now. (laughs) So. Well, I mean, Nintendo, this is really the first time that we just straight up haven't seen that work with the switch yeah, because like yeah. we you could it literally has a wii console built into it right that you can play that um and i believe there was some gamecube playability on the wii on the wii if i'm not mistaken that's true too like, yes yeah, so oh, actually... but there would have been the skip between uh all the consoles before that but that's going back 20 years now but right, like, and if, now if, we're if, not talking about discs yeah think, think about like their handhelds though for the most part they've been pretty okay yeah because yeah, the 3DS they, can play DS, right? Right. So, yeah. So, like, you're talking about Game Boy can go all the way up to Game Boy Advance SP. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then they made the switch over to the um, DS. Yeah. 
the DS, the DS games. could play adv- advanced games as well. Yes, yes, the the older models, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and then the the DS games can go all the way up to 3DS. And what's you know really cool, and I don't know if this was meant to happen or not, but for Pokemon, anyways, you can transfer from original Blue all the way to your 3DS. But you have oh, to you, well, you have to have like an intermediate device. So you no, have no, to no, get it's from... it's not original Blue. It's um, Is it's it? Leaf Green and Fire Red. Yeah, it's oh. third generation. So you could yeah, it's Fire Red, Leaf Green, and Ruby. Um, sapphire and emeralds. Yeah, because okay. with uh, pearl and diamond, you actually have the ability to transfer from the Game Boy Advance games. Which, because they had done the Gen threes and they re-released the Gen ones with fire red and leaf green, mm-hmm. that gave you the ability to have pearl and diamond. Technically, have I think it was what four hundred mm-hmm. uh, different Pokemon, which then could be passed on to I think it was either black and white or X and Y that could do the next one. Yeah, um, and I believe it was black and white two that allowed you to actually upload to the their online service. The Pokemon Box. Uh, the Pokemon Box. I don't think it was Black and White 2. I thought that was X. That is that might be almost X. certainly X and Y because X I, and y. I skipped a couple of generations of Pokemon. But then but then and then at that point this is right. They released uh red and blue on virtual console. Right. And did that have And I think and that I think did that have Pokemon Box support as well? Yeah I believe it I'm fairly certain it did. That's really cool. I didn't yeah. know that at all. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. Um, I guess, yeah, playing, I guess seeing like how, I, now I really wish I played Sun and Moon <laughs> to see how that interacted. Sun, I, I didn't love. I never beat yeah? it. Yeah. I, I liked X better than Sun. Interesting. Yeah. X, X was and, my jam. Mostly because <laughs> you could just like, like there was all the po- classic Pokemon in there. You can make an avatar that like somewhat resembled you kind of. <laughs> and it was just like the beginning of all the online trading. So those like mythical Pokemon were a bit easier to get as long as you had what someone else needed. Nice. So, huh. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And all all this op- like open world stuff and all these events going on and mini games. They put a lot into that game. I was I was very impressed. And then Sun was just kind of like, Meh, whatever. <laughs> Man, it's too bad there's not some new Pokemon game that you've just gotten in the mail that you could be excited about. <laughs> if only all oh, this talk about Pokemon. This little game that I got oh, a day early. Is that the one? Oh. That one? And this one? Could it's it be? Downstairs. Yeah, that's just the box. I brought the box upstairs, but it's Dude, downstairs. That's awesome. Wait, while we're on the topic. Yeah. <laughs> Detective Pikachu trailer, guys. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Uh first point of contention, still mad. Danny DeVito About, is not the voice of Detective Yeah, Pikachu. me too. That would have been amazing. Me too. I completely forgot this movie was being made. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I was like, oh, Detective Pikachu. Well, this is going to be a fan-made trailer. And nope. Nope. Dude, I thought the same. I didn't even know the game was being I not the game. I didn't even know the movie was being made. Really? And yeah, I didn't. I, I, I don't follow Pokemon. Ago. I remember yeah. this. Yeah, this, is, I, this is your again, first live-action Pokemon, Pokemon movie. So I now know. all the designs are just like those creepy real-life Pokemon <laughs> things you've seen on the internet for 20 years so what's really cool is that the 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 big the guy that had done those illustrations or a lot of the the big illustrations they almost look like really big posters yeah. of like what they would look like in real life and they were kind of bizarre and kind of creepy looking they actually used uh him in some of the art direction uh, which That's is really why cool. you have like the mr mind no picture oh, um so looks very similar to what he had drawn except the physical layout is a lot more like the cartoon and not the yeah. creepy monstrosity that he came up with, yeah. which is really cool. Um, Never yeah, let Ryan it be Reynolds. said, fan art won't get you hired. 
Sure. Oh, absolutely. That's literally <laughs> yeah. that's how Sonic Mania was made. It was because of a friggin' hacker fan uh, was hired to make the actual Sonic game because of the mods that he made to Sonic 3D, uh, Sonic CD, which is nuts. I yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I was I don't know about you guys. Every time Pikachu opened his mouth, I was half expecting it to go rated R really quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, especially absolutely. the moment where. They're where are they like in the middle of like the city or whatever at night, and he's just like, "Hey, can you understand this Pikachu?" And she's like, "Of course I can." And he's like, "She can't hear me." I was half expecting him to do some Van Wilder <laughs> waiting, <laughs> some sort of line to pop up, and it never happened. This is the only time I think I will say this and actually sincerely mean it. I think this movie needs a rated R cut. Really? <laughs> Just for like, the what do you expect God. him to be like? Hey, baby, why don't you and me go to Route Thirty Four and do a little yeah. bit of breeding with some old exactly. men? Exactly. Like, okay, all right, okay. Maybe. I mean, you know, I mean, take it a step further, make him be like a drunk alcoholic. You know, kind of like like Rupert. Like, kind of like kind of like uh, like Ted. Yeah. Ah, dude, I was half expecting like through most of this um this trailer to hear Peter Griffin's voice come out of it. Mm. Mm. I, I really want Danny DeVito's voice, really. Yeah. But I, w- I want some Ryan Reynolds improv kind of going on. There's it's probably going to be some of that. Oh, yeah, I, w- I want some be. good ones. I want like a, like a, hey, like we don't need a poker flute. We can make enough noise to wake up a Snorlax. That kind of <laughs> shit. That's what I want. So I was also weirded out that the first Pokemon movie that we're getting is not like a Ash Ketchum story. I'm okay um, with yeah. it. Yeah. But then, like, at first I was like, what the hell? And then I went, you know what? Like, they could never do that justice. Yeah. Or they, no, no, they couldn't do that justice. So I I became okay with, like, all right, something a little different, something a little out of the box. See what happens. I mean, listen, when your bar for movies based on our properties is Bob Hoskins' Super Mario Brothers, oh, uh, <laughs> I feel like anywhere is up. So, uh, Silent Hill, Resident Evil. Wolf, no, I'm talking just Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, Nintendo? Yeah. Oh, then yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> I, I think... And I would not put Resident Evil in that category, Chris. I like no the way. first one. Resident Evil one was fine. I, I, I mean, hated the first all one. the other ones are absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, like I put one. them all in the same category. I saw the first one, and I, like, I, I was upset. Oh. I, I did not like it at all. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like your typical adaptation. No. Especially when you start doing all the kung fu shit, yeah. that, that kind of got to yeah. me. Uh, everyone knows when you're Resident Evil, you can literally move like a tank, and that's it. You can't move and shoot at the same time, so don't even try it in the Resident Evil universe. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Nope. Uh, the What I really like about yeah. the Detective Pikachu trailer and the movie, at least seemingly so, is the fact that it just takes place in the Pokemon universe, and that's it. Like, oh, yeah. That's what I it's want. It's like, like everyday life. People are just walking around with Pokemon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ash is the only jackass running around as a 10-year-old trying to be a Pokemon master. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. <laughs> I bet you he shows up, though. I bet you they have him in some aspect If there. the shawarma... In this movie, is anything other than live action Team Rocket and Meowth showing up? I am going to be disappointed. <laughs> Greg will riot. I will riot. I want to see <laughs> Detective Pikachu have an argument with Meowth. Secret question Who do you cast as Jesse and James in live action? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, you know man. what? Uh, oh, they have to be someone you hate. I already know it. I already know it. It has uh, to be someone you hate. Hey, someone you hate, right? We want to punch in the face if for the guy, uh, and someone that you can't really stand as a girl. Kristen Stewart can't stand her. And then guess who? Who Jesse is or James? Is oh, be. oh my God! Uh, Zac Efron. Sh- no, 
No, what's oh my god, who's Kylo Ren? Why can't I think of his name? Oh no, I wouldn't Adam do Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. I was gonna say, was gonna awesome. say uh, Robert Pattinson. Just get the Twilight crew in there and everyone will hate them uh, immediately. Just see Adam oh, Driver man. hold out his hands. Pikachu. Join me. <laughs> He, I feel off. like he would be like just goofy enough to like make that like intense and goofy enough he could, to make that. He happen. could absolutely sell drama queen James, and I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dave, you got some stuff. Yep. So I'm basically calling back to last week's uh, things nobody asked for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, recently, we heard that basically they are going to be doing a Bad Boys three. Mm-hmm. Now we heard that we're going to have an actual official title, which is. Bad boys for life, but the whole twist with it is the E is actually going to be a three oh, in the title. Genius see they, marketing. See what they did there? See that? See that cool stuff? Martin Lawrence comes out of movie retirement for this. Hey. For yeah. this? Yeah, he yeah. Hey, Chris Tucker came out of movie retirement for worse. Oh, uh, that's true. Hey, say what you will about Chris Tucker. That dude's IMDb page is short, but it is incredibly like dense. Every single movie that dude that dude has done has been like a mega hit, except for the last rush hour. Yeah, so except for a shower three. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I decent. liked it. It was. It was. I mean, it just was great. Don't, just don't do it in threes. Just don't do it three. Simple just as that. Don't do it in threes. Um, just don't do it. But yeah, I just thought we'd revisit that. But also, like in Star Wars news, uh, Pedro Pascal of what? Rogue One. What? You're leaving me. You're killing me in suspense right now. Pedro Pascal of Kingsman Two. Basically, he is going to be the lead, or he's he is going to be the lead for the Mandalorian series coming to. Disney streaming service. Okay, what, is he, what has he been in? Um, he was in King. He was in Kingsman too. He was like part of the. Were the American the American versions like the cousins? Oh, uh, he was the lasso guy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was the lasso guy. He was the bad guy, basically, or the guy who like basically switched sides. Yeah. He was also in Game of Thrones. He played Oberyn Martell. Yeah, yeah. He's also going to be yes, a Wonder Woman in 1984, apparently. Ooh, yeah, wow. he's But basically, um. Yes, the Mandalorian series is going to have a lot behind it. It's going to take place right after the, the uh, Empire Falls and obviously before like the rise of the First Order. Sometime in the same like time frame as Star Wars Resistance. Um, first episodes will be directed by Jon Favreau and so on and so forth. So Disney is going to be putting this as their flagship series for their streaming service. And it's good to see that they're going to have like, a nice, well-rounded like, actor to be the, the lead of it. No word, no word says what he's going to be or who he's going to play. So we don't know if he's going to be in um, the Mandalorian Jodo himself. Cast. He's going to be Jester Mareel. Nobody? All right. I'm with you. I'm with you, dude. Uh, all right, thanks. Uh, for those of you playing the Star Wars Le- uh, Legends home game, Jodo Cast is a bounty hunter who impersonated Boba Fett for a while. Uh, he was also in uh, Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi, the greatest fighting game ever made. Ever made. <laughs> ever made. Was he any good? Wait. Uh, he was literally a he was literally just a reskinned version of the No Boba no but character. I mean like in like the Star Wars like uh, he was alright but I mean Legends, when it when it comes to going against real OG Boba yeah no one can compare not even my uh, boy ex- Dengar ex- well, except for Jester Boreal yeah. who is basically the same thing the the reason why <laughs> I ask is because I would love if he was just horrible and then they could make a tag and make movie and have him in it Oh my god! <laughs> Imagine that. That's my dream. Tag a mink. Or the Mandalorian yeah. starts and it's like, "Hi, my name is Tag Otana. This is how I got here." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Favreau, just make a tag a mink movie, please, or series, or anything, or something. 
with all that being said, let's move right into our main event of why we're all here. Let's celebrate. Let's reminisce about Stanley. Face front, true believers. The year is 1922. Stanley Martin Lieber is born in New York City. Hmm. Uh, by the time 1939 rolls around, the teenage Stan Lee is working for his uncle, Martin Goodman, uh, in Timely Comics. Right at the time Joe Simon and Jack Kirby create Captain America. Lee, an aspiring novelist who's looking to write the great American novel someday, uh, mostly does a bunch of intern work, filling up inkwells, erasing pencils from finished ink pages, doing some minor proofreading, and annoying everyone in the office with his flute playing. Um, his first written work was Captain wait, wait. America Comics number three in Did May you say of 19. 19- flute playing? Yeah, he used to play the flute, and he annoyed everybody in the office. No shit. Yeah, it's a true story. Do we know what we used to keep late? I don't know, uh, but I know you can... A lot of Sousa. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I want to say that he just played a note every time someone took a step. It would it would probably be something like that, because it drove a yeah. lot of people up the wall. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to learn more about it, you can always read the comic book history of comic books mm. by Fred Van Lente and Ryan Dunleavy. Um, which taught me almost everything I needed to know about Stan and the heyday of Marvel. Um, anyway, anyway that, when it was, was still called Timely Comics in the 40s, he was writing all kinds of stuff. Uh, USA Comics, Mystic Comics, all those wacky ones that you've probably never heard of, but um, for a couple of years, until the World War One came around. Uh, he served in the Signal Corps for a while, working with communication stuff. Um, and he ended up coming back from the States, falling right back in with his company, which was became Atlas Comics in the 50s. Still no superheroes yet, because DC hadn't done the Silver Age Flash and the Justice League of America, at which point his uncle, Martin Goodman, still the publisher of Atlas Comics, told him, Stan, you need to make me some goddamn superheroes. Q1961, at the now-rechristened Marvel Comics... Lee has worked his way all the way up the editorial ladder and is now working with Jack Kirby once again, creating the Fantastic Four, the Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, the X-Men, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, and the rest of the Avengers. I don't think I missed anything. I'm pretty <laughs> that sure that's all right. of them. A lot of things. He does more later, but right here at the beginning between 1961 and 1964... Uh, that's your, your whole shebang. He also brought back the Submariner, uh, who was a World War II character, and the original Captain America revived out of ice, as we know, to join the Avengers. Hmm. Uh, so there was already another Captain America after that? What? There was already another Captain America it's after that? It's the same one. Oh, when you said original, I thought you meant like they made a they had a second. Well, original, I mean, originally they just stopped publishing it. Like it went, Captain America is in World War II, and then Captain America is fighting commies, and then they just stopped because nobody cared about Captain America anymore. And then Stan brought him back, and he's like, no, no, no. So at some point during World War II, he was in this whole missile explosion, and he was frozen in the Arctic, and all those really terrible stories about him fighting communists never happened. Hmm. Yeah, but I I think to to Dave's point, you're. When Casey says like the original Captain America, he's talking. He's not talking about Falcon, who was Captain America, or Bucky, who was Captain America, or even there was that um, 
what was that story arc, Casey, where like it turns out he wasn't actually the first Captain America or the first well, person to test? Oh, uh, um, Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley. And that's the first, first Captain America, but that was a retcon. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole complicated thing. There's yeah. a lot of Captain America history we can go through if we ever decide to do a Captain America episode of this show. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but Steve Rogers, 101. The 1960s roll along, and Stan is creating so many characters and heroes with all with this stable of artists that are just churning out stories like nobody's ever seen. They have depth. They're tackling all kinds of subject matter. Drugs, um, divorce. They're allowed to get married. They can have kids. Like These characters are allowed to grow. They're not like DC where they're just these gods wearing silly costumes, fighting crime, you know, never changing. There's always growth and progression in Marvel Comics, and it's that kind of draw that makes the company really what it is today. Mm. Um... Uh, I don't remember exactly what year he became the absolute editor-in-chief head honcho. I want to say it was back then, but it was a position he maintained pretty much all the way through the mid-1970s when he sort of passed things along. But people will never, well, will always tell you the greatest thing Stanley ever promoted was himself. Because as an editor, as a writer, a guy who answered fan mail wrote his own soapbox column. If you were reading Marvel Comics, you were getting almost his singular voice. So in as many ways as all these characters are immediately recognizable to you, Stan Lee was a character unto himself. 1941, he was an interim editor when everyone left. Okay. Um, he had to be editor-in-chief at least by, by the 60s, I'm sure. It says... Because he became publisher in the 70s. Yeah. Okay. It says seventy-two. I think. Whatever. All right. Well, between the sixties and the seventies. At some point, I don't know. Um, really I'm pretty time. much going off my memory here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, impressive. But Stan the Man has been involved in so many Marvel properties as he reached his twilight years. He did some fun offshoot books at DC, which are, I don't know about fondly remembered, but the novelty of them is very cool. Called Just Imagine, where he did his own. Stan Lee origin style oh takes on all of the DC superheroes. They're not great. They're not great, <laughs> but I will say conceptually they're very interesting. Batman literally wears a giant bat. We don't need to talk about Batman. Or that Robin's a bad <laughs> guy. Or that he turns Superman into Hawkman by making him a space cop. Yeah. <laughs> but the novelty and the charm of Just Imagine Stan Lee is there. And again... DC gave him all their best artists to work on these books. Yeah. So it would might be worth checking that out alone. Green Lantern also wasn't great. All right, listen, we don't need to I think, I think it was like a tree Can thing. We, come on. We're celebrating his life. Oh, that's right. Appreciate <laughs> the novelty. I mean, you like yeah. Amalgam, just like me. Don't even lie. And that's all hot garbage. <laughs> it's true. Later in life, as an immediately recognizable figure, Stan Lee began making cameos in all kinds of films. Yeah. Uh, from Greg and my personal favorite, as we will, I assume, mm. simultaneously reveal. Son of a bitch. Later in this podcast. <laughs> um, starting in 2008's Iron Man, he's been a mainstay in every Marvel Studios cinematic movie made. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's been in a lot of the ones before that, but I don't think all of them. Uh, uh, I think with the exception of the latest Fantastic Four, I believe he's done 
All of he's them? He's been in the cameo Even of a majority of them. Does he have hmm. any cameos in Blade? I can't remember. Uh, maybe not. I don't uh, think Blade. not no, that not one. Blade. Yeah. But I, uh, he was in Hulk. He was was he in X Men? Yeah, he was mm-hmm. in all three of them. Hmm. Well, not all three of them. All five or six. No, no, of them, no, no. Many there are all now. two of them that we know that actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> right, because the rest are just a fever dream that we yeah, will never talk about. I do know again. that he's in X Men Three when they. Uh, or maybe X-Men 1. I know one of the X-Men cameos, he's a guy watering his lawn when Jean Grey manifests her powers. That's yeah. three. That's is X-Men 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's three. Anyway, three. Uh, having Stan in a movie is kind of a, a real hallmark. Uh, even Teen Titans Go did it, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. Um, and he even shows up in movies that characters he had nothing to do with, like the Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy and uh, Deadpool. I mean, it it, I, it all really mostly stems from him, anyways. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. He's just so goddamn charming. Yeah, that 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 crazy, crazy old man. I do have the list of movies he did not. Oh yeah. Cameo in. Oh okay. Uh, Blade, yeah. Blade Two, yeah. X Men Two, yeah. The Punisher, yeah. Blade Trinity, yeah. Elektra, Man Thing, Ghost Rider, Punisher Warzone, X Men Origins Wolverine, X Men First Class. And Not even Stanley is going to go near God, I'm, I'm surprised that you even named Man Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Direct I mean, to video, 2005 yeah. Man Thing. I mean, let's be it. honest. Uh, IMDb named them. Yeah. I, uh, fair. <laughs> merely the messenger. Uh, anyways, he approved all the other movies. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all of them. All, all of them. them. All of them. <laughs> uh, with every with with him pretty much being a big part of what we now know as Marvel comics. I want to know, uh, what are your, who's your favorite Stanley created character? Oh, I want to start with Casey with that. What? With really? That. Why me? Because no, you moved it. the most. Hold on. Time it's out. That's a secret question. Casey... It doesn't count. Don't worry about it. I'm going to let Casey sweep up. Okay. I'm going to start this one off. All right. I'm going to say my favorite. Yeah. The OG Stanley guy. Uh-huh. Spider-Man. Nice. Always, uh, always been my favorite superhero. Yeah. From since I was a kid. Awesome. Uh, I could relate to him. You know, he that's he really started the whole what the the character's alter ego, like his main life, is just as important as his what he does as a superhero. Um. Really cool powers. Really cool suit. Basically started the whole. Everybody now has the giant like eyes, like Deadpool, and like everyone all has literally the same Spider-Man eyes. But yeah, Spider-Man was the OG mm-hmm. and Spawn. It's great. Don't forget about Spawn. And I can't forget about Spawn. I was like, I know there's a third one that's literally the same thing. Yeah, and it's uh yeah Spawn. Spawn. Basically the same thing yeah. through there. But yeah, swinging around through New York can sense stuff. Super powerful, uh, almost indestructible, but not really. Mm-hmm. You know, spectacular. Yeah. Spider-Man. He's spectacular and amazing. Mm-hmm. And sensational, and friendly Definitely. neighborhood, and friendly neighborhood. <laughs> yes, all those things. How can you? How can you top that? I feel like Dave's gonna try. I mean, no. Like to be honest, like Spider Man is also my wow. favorite. Like I hate to say, he uh-huh. is. I mean, I grew More up being than a, the like, Hulk. I, I grew. The reason why is like I grew up always taking photos before I could do more. Mo, before I could even like really sketch, I would take a photo. Um, and now I was like growing up. My really first way to communicate was taking a photo or drawing something. Okay. So like I always saw Peter Parker. I didn't even see. I never. I even saw Spider Man. I always see Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm Peter Parker. Like I love taking photos, but I can never get a fucking break in my house. And it was like that with him. I always related to him, and like either the comics, even like later on with like the Tobey Maguire movies, when 
Seth, when like Sam Raimi made those movies, I'm like, this is the quintessential Spider-Man. You know, like he's a hero, he's great, but when he's not in the costume, his life sucks, and he just can't get anything <laughs> to work. Okay. Spider-Man Two. Yep, Spider-Man Two. Still, still the the greatest. Still good. Mm. Still good. All right, Casey. Well, the Silver Surfer has been my number one guy for a long time. Yeah. But if you ever look into the actual story of how he created the whole story of the Galactus trilogy, where the Fantastic Four fight Galactus for the first time, they meet the Watcher, they meet the Silver Surfer, and they meet quote unquote God. Mm. Um, it was a short blurb of a pitch that Jack Kirby, the artist, ran with. Uh, and produced a three-part story, after which Stan threw in the dialogue. So he threw Kirby, the surfer in there, believing that somebody as important as a world devourer should have some kind of herald. And Stan's like, all right, looks good. Let me add some dialogue and that's it. So the surfer (laughs) is pretty much like 90% Jack Kirby, even though Stan would write him for a long time later in life. Mm -hmm. Um... My other choice is going to go then to the sensational She-Hulk. Stan Lee created her with John Buscema in 1980. Uh, Very different from the kind of character that she became. Um, But there's no bones about it. Created Jennifer Walters, the blood transfusion from her cousin the Hulk, and turned it into a rampaging, sexy, green monster lady. So, (laughs) that's a big one. Um, Mm -hmm. Really, almost all of them. Yeah, no, I got more. I got more. Uh, and if not them, uh, probably the thing yeah. from the Fantastic Four, the Ever Eleven Blue Eye thing, just a classic staple of Marvel comics. And it's a damn shame so many people look down on the FF because their comics are so so good and their characters yeah. are so mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my favorite Stanley created character is Stanley himself. Ah, oh, come on. He's the best. <laughs> he is genuinely the best. Like his his persona when he's out in the world is something he created. Yeah, you're all shaking your head. You wish you thought of this, you jerks. No, it's and good. We're, no, it's, it's the fact that you're, you're not wrong. You're not uh, wrong at it, all. It's just he's been nothing but positivity, and especially like in this yeah. day and age, it, it's getting really hard to keep that. Like, uh, I was watching his video. It was like one of the last things like he like shot or said or whatever, and it's just all just essentially be nice to each other we're all part of the human race just you know be good who could forget that famous stanley quote party on dudes and be excellent <laughs> to each other most excellent <laughs> he really was just um a pillar in the comic book community for just being good and, and trying to understand the other person like all to piggyback off yeah. that to piggyback off that real quick, uh, my little sister like met him. Well, not my little sister, Jen, my wife's little sister, but your little sister-in-law. Him. Yeah, yeah, my little sister-in-law. There you go. My she met him by chance. Uh, she loves. She's a big cosplayer. Her her favorite cosplay is Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Um, the day she happened to see Stan Lee, she wasn't in her Jean Grey costume. She was in her April O'Neil costume. So she flags him down. He's being taken to his car real quick, and he still gave made made time to speak to her. And she says, you know, I wish I, I wish you saw me yesterday when I was wearing Jean Grey, but like I'm here in my April O'Neil costume. And he goes, no, that's fine. Be creative. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that was enough for her to be like, he just told me to stay creative, even though I'm not being, I'm not his his character. And like, it just goes to show like the character he yeah. was. Oh yeah, yeah. He he didn't care if you were supporting his characters or not. Just that you were 
supporting essentially. And you, when I've never seen anything with him in it where he's a crotchety old man, really. Right. Like he's always got some sort of positivity to him. He, I'm thinking about all the cameos that he's been into. And he's always I've also never here. seen Stan Lee swear. I don't think it's actually possible for him to. Yeah. Oh, it gets it gets it gets censored immediately. In fact, I like to think that that's what killed him is that he uttered one fuck in his entire oh, no. lifetime <laughs> and immediately <laughs> dropped dead. Can you can you imagine if like he made a deal like with a deal with the devil to be like the world's greatest combo creator? Yeah. And the devil's just like, is you, you're fine. You just can't swear. And he stubbed his toe. Yes, yeah, he stubbed his toe, and that was it. Aww. That's probably what happened to like Bob Ross and like freaking like Mr. Yeah. Rogers. Same yeah. thing. Well, like if you Fuck really Celsius. there was there was there was something I saw online. I want to say Mr. Just... Rogers definitely swore when he was killing dudes in Korea, though. He was kind of a badass. <laughs> what if what yeah, if won't yeah, you be I'll, my neighbor I'll was his that. battle cry? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I saw something online where it had Take Bob your shoes Ross. off of her coming in my house. It had Bob Ross, uh, Stan Bitch. Lee, and um, Mr. Rogers all in it. It was just like community imagination, and I don't remember what Bob Ross was. It's like peacefulness or something. Patience. Like that. Patience. Patience. It was probably patience. That sounds about right. Yeah. But it was really cool. It was really, really cool. But yeah, for me, it's got to be Stan Lee. Just the impact that he's had, too. Just that persona, that character is just phenomenal. It's an so, old timey, like good, good natured dude. And it, doesn't go out of fashion yeah all right but if you had to pick a character a fictional <laughs> character, <laughs> all right enough of your lovely persona answer. we've come to know um i want to say based on stories though the x-men just for what they stand ah, and represent. damn it yeah i was actually thinking that but i thought it'd be yeah. cheating no i mean well it is them. only the classic x-men he didn't yeah. create a lot of the cool ones Right, but I mean, just just the <laughs> ideas for what they stood for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, Black Panther too. Stan Lee like really just liked to say like as nicely as he could. He gave it like a big middle finger to like uh, bigotry and and society yeah. at their worst. That was essentially, I mean, the X Men, Black Panther were just a big middle finger to racism. Dude, he based he based um Professor X and Magneto off of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. I mean, that's. Yeah. He, he he made an allegory for civil rights, so and but still did it in a creative way, a very creative way. And even even Black Panther, um, he he knew he wanted to make a character that like the youth, the the black youth essentially of America at that time could identify with. And he was like, let's just make him like one of the smartest scientists in the world. That'll really like get in the craw of racists because. <laughs> because he's already like Black Panther's already smarter than them, and that goes against like what they believe. So like that little like slight trolling is just like wonderful, and he he never did it with any sort of negativity towards them, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um. Here's here's the moment. Casey now will go at, this at the same time. Favorite Stanley movie cameo. Mallrats. Mall. Yeah, we just count three or something. Yeah. Mall I didn't know you were gonna. Ready? I thought you were just gonna. Okay. Ready? One, two. Three, Mallrats. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, the classic 1990s, my favorite Kevin Smith film, yeah. following the wacky yeah. adventures of Brody Bruce, comic book fan extraordinaire, and his friends in one particularly eventful day at the mall. Mm. So Brody's good. at a crossroads in his life about his girlfriend and what he wants mm. to do with his life, and he gets advice from none other than Stan the Manly. 
looking yeah, so a little different than you might normally uh, expect him to, because he's got a full beard in that movie. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. He's got a full... Be- he looks totally different with the full beard. Um, but the best charm of that film, uh, and much credit given to Kevin Smith, uh, you get someone asking in a major production about Mr. Fantastic Stretchy Wiener and the <laughs> thing's Orange Rock Wiener. Which Stan defends with, it's a superhero secret. Which obviously <laughs> means... So classy, yes, too. The thing has a giant orange rock wiener, and mm-hmm. Mr. Fantastic can totally stretch his, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was it's great. You get to see Stan in a grandfatherly role, talking to a fan. Yeah. And like he's just being himself. Out in the world. Yeah. Uh, but the Casey, what about uh, like a Marvel movie? Actual Marvel movies, I don't think anything for me. Maybe Spider Man Three, where okay. he he looks at Peter and he straight up says to him, "I guess some, I guess one person really can make a difference," mm. which is a highlight in a otherwise mediocre film. Um, <laughs> that's giving it too much. Credit. Yeah, yeah, that's very yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's got some. It's got. It's definitely a movie. I'll yeah. give it that. It's got Stan Man. Yeah. Uh, with a great Stanley cameo. The the other one I would have to say if I if just Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Guardians Two. Okay. Oh, Where nice. yeah, He's I'll let you talk about the it. Watchers. Yeah, man, I'll I'll second that. And the 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 reason I like the Guardians Two one is it actually attempts to tie together all the other cameos mm. that Stanley has been a the the watcher based on a been- fan theory. Yeah, based on a fan theory yeah. that he's just been in each one, but the same character, just watching these heroes and what they do the whole time, which is just kind of fun. Just being like, hey, uh, he's just he's tying everything together. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what about you? Um, not a Marvel movie, but definitely the Marvel Universe. Uh, Trial of the Incredible Hulk from 1989, Ooh. the original like Incredible Hulk yeah. series. Um, he played a juror. That's the first time I actually heard. Stanley's name, because huh. um, I, you know, because when I was with my brother, my brother was like, "Hey, that's Stan Lee," and I'm like, "Who's Stan Lee?" And he's like, "And I was maybe 1989, maybe like four yeah. or five, so like, um, and you didn't know who Stan Lee was at that age. How dare you? How did get well, out? Well, that's the thing. I knew, I knew his name because I learned it that day. I knew his name before I knew what my parents' names were. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But um, I knew, I knew there was a guy who made these, but I didn't know like his actual name or who he was until that very moment. I'm like. This is is the that the made-for-TV movie that Holy also shit. has the first live-action appearance of Daredevil in it? Thor? Uh, yes, it is. No, 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 you're right. That has that had the first live-action uh, Daredevil funny. in it. You're correct. Like, that series had the first live-action Daredevil, had the first live-action Thor. Um, so, mine. My, like, Marvel. I have two of them. Yeah. I, don't, I think one of them you're going to be like, yeah, that's a good one. The other one you're going to be like, why? So I'll say the why one first. Uh, amazing Spider-Man number the first movie jamming where, in the library where he's he's got his headphones on and there's this epic superhero fight going on behind him and he's none the wiser the whole time and he almost gets like deheaded decapitated by, a by something it's so good it's just like awesome uh the other one that I really really like is I think it's Rise of the Silver Surfer where he's not invited to the wedding of his own creations yep I thought that was really funny his cameo uh, in the first Fantastic Four is great too, because he plays an actual character. Yeah, he's the mailman. Yeah, yeah. Lily Lumpkin. <laughs> yeah, which is that was super great. cool. Um, 
a notable mention, Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton, where he just drinks the Hulk blood soda. Oh, yeah. I really like that one, too. God, we could just talk about all of them, because they're all pretty memorable. They're all wonderful. They're the all first really Hulk wonderful. movie where it's him and Lou Ferrigno as security guards. Yes. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So good. Iron okay. Man, he's Hugh Hefner. Oh, no, he's not, but they think he is. Yeah. Yep. And there's, wasn't, there was another Iron Man one where he calls him Larry, who thinks he's Larry King. Oh, is he <laughs> is he Larry King like on, the, on a new show or something? I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh. I, feel, I feel like he got mistaken for Larry King, too, at some point. Um, moving, moving right along. I know, I think Casey is the only one out of all of us that actually met the legend himself. I did. I met so the I wanna, legend. I want to, I know we've, we've said this story on the podcast uh, once before, but I want to hear it now. It's a good story. Just for, if, just for if you, guys. if you want to hear it, let me yeah. take you back to the I far flung year of 2016. Uh, it's early October. New York comic con is in town. And I'm having a pretty wonderful time, uh, except they are advertising it is Stan Lee's last time doing autographs in New York. And I'm like, <laughs> damn. Up until now, I thought, eh, I don't need Stan Lee's autograph. It's $100, and I have to wait in a really long line. And, you know, I mean, I'm a big fan of the guy, but come on. It's, a, it's so much. Hmm. But then... It appealed to the sucker in me that's like, wow, if I don't do this now, I'll never be able to do it if I wanted to. Um, so he was signing for three days. Uh, and on Thursday, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get some stuff. And I'm going to bring it back on Friday. I'm going to do it. So Friday, I come back in hand with my copy of Silver Surfer number 1 from 1968, which is incidentally my favorite thing he's ever written which we'll talk about later, but uh, it was that, my copy of Savage She-Hulk number one from 1980, and I <clears> thought, <throat> wait a minute, if I'm going to spend this much money on an autograph, I got to get it on something unique, something special, right? And it was something, what I thought of, I knew that I needed to get just for my sake as a Marvel Comics fan. So I went to the, a bunch of the dealers, and I found this guy who was selling a Marvel No Prize. And again, for those of you playing the home game, the Marvel No Prize is a fake award, an empty envelope, if you will, that just says congratulations on the front of it. Hmm. That if you wrote, if you saw a mistake in a Marvel comic story, like Spider-Man is fighting the Scorpion, but he's in his old costume. Like the artist made a mistake or something that was really, it didn't get caught by editors. It didn't get caught by the writer. It didn't get caught by the artist. Everybody missed it. There's a mistake in a modern Marvel comic. If you wrote a letter in and you gave a good enough justification to fill in that gap of why this mistake isn't a mistake, the editor often Stan would award you with a no prize. They would get your address from you having mailed in a letter and they would send you back an empty envelope. Hmm. This prize. I first learned about it in 2004 reading Dan slot, she Hulk comic. And the way that it was paraded around in that book was that it was the ultimate prize you could ever win as a fan of Marvel comics. This is what separated the true men fans from the true boy fans. 
That's wonderful. It elevated your fandom. So, I mean, now everybody who works in comics is a fan, you know, they're fan fiction writers turned professionals, but just as a pure fan of someone who's just enjoying and not making the material, the no prize is the greatest prize you can get. And all it is is an empty envelope. And I paid $50 for one. <laughs> hey. I get in that Stan Lee line and he's burning through signatures. He's not even looking up. He's on an elevated platform. So you have to look up to see him and he's just hunched over and he's just, his handlers are handing him pages and comics and, and all kinds of things. Captain America shield, Spider-Man masks, you name it. He's signing everything under the sun as fast as he can. Not even looking up. And I hand my no prize over to the handler and he looks at it and he looks back at me and he says, wow, I haven't seen one of these. And I go, figure if I'm going to get one, I'm going to do it right. He goes, I like that. He hands it over to Stan. <laughs> Stan stops and he looks out and he looks at it's me. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. He goes, you're a true believer and a true fan. Wow. And he signed it and I got handed right back to me. I, got, I, I swear right to you. There. What? I just got chills. I swear to you, I could have died right in that moment. And you did. This and is I all did. part I'm of your ghost. purgatory. No. Um, it was incredible. I, I mean, I would have died to your... Yeah, again. Yeah. But I would have loved to get a picture with him. I would yeah. have. He did, you know, they have all the celebrity photographing and stuff. But let me tell you, just getting his signature... On this little piece of history is enough for me. Um, That's awesome. It was just really incredible. And the best part about it is I got to see him again because I got back in line because they would only sign one thing at a time. So <laughs> I had to get back in line again <laughs> to uh, to get Silver Surfer signed. Mm. And that was it. I didn't want to spend more than $200. That's fair. <laughs> but, That's very fair. Uh, well spent. Yeah, really good. good I would... Love to have had a conversation with him, but I'm sure it would have been rarer than anything you could have had him sign. Hmm. Wow. But yeah, that's awesome. That's my Stan Lee story, and I'll have it. I'll treasure it forever. And uh, I just want to put this out there: if you listening at home have a Stan Lee story that you would like to share, uh, what we'll do is we'll pepper it throughout the rest of the year. So go ahead and give us an email at the podcast <coughs> at gmail .com, and we'll go ahead and and read it dramatically. And or in a funny voice of your choosing, yeah. or not funny voice. However you want it to be read, we will read it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's move right along to your favorite. And this I think might be more me and Casey. Uh, it could be wrong though. Your favorite. Well, don't undersell it. We've had a couple of comic book clubs. That's fair. That's fair, Dave. So this this might be up his alley, and we'll see. Um, Casey, what's your favorite Stanley story arc? Without question. I'm going to give it to Silver Surfer Volume 1 from 1968. Okay. Why? Uh, the background of this is after the Surfer has his run-in with the Fantastic Four, he helps them fight off Galactus to repel him from devouring the Earth. Galactus banishes him. He can never leave Earth's upper atmosphere. Mm -hmm. This man of unquestionable cosmic power... He's traveled everywhere there is to go in the universe, and now he's locked in this backwater, primitive planet. But it's a journey of self-discovery for the Surfer, who, before 
He was turned into a herald of Galactus to save his planet. He was a scholar, a philosopher, a scientist. Like, he, his life was about learning, you know? He lived in, on Zen La, it was a society that was basically perfect, like Krypton, you know? They've, they've pretty much gotten rid of all needs. So everything about their world, about, you know, the social structure of their planet is about the betterment of the self. And the Surfer has been brainwashed into tracking down these planets for Galactus for thousands of years. So he finally gets to discover and live as a person once again. But it's not all about that in this story because he fucking fights the devil, <laughs> which is the coolest thing I think you can have as an arch nemesis in Marvel Comics is when Mephisto is like, Silver Surfer... I understand you're having some troubles on Earth. Could I tempt you with some hot bitches? And he's like, no! I've been in love with Shalabal, this woman from my planet from a thousand years ago. Everything is so overly dramatic. It's so poetic. And the art done by John Buscema for 17 of the 18 issues, because the last one is done by Jack Kirby, is incredible. It's keep going, so keep going, incredible. Keep going. I bought a reproduction book of it that's like an actual 11 by 17 size that they drew it on in black and white it's gorgeous i've never read a comic book story in my life that has gotten me so enthralled to to draw like drawn to a character 18 issues is not a long run for a store for a comic book that started in the 1960s um they would put anything for 30 40 issues if they could um, but the surfer having his day in the sun for the first time, it's definitely something to remember. And I highly recommend it. You need to know barely anything going in and it's just a good ride. So Dave, have you got a, a, a favorite? I'm th I was really thinking, cause I, I know we've done a lot of like combo club. I don't know what I hate to say, it, but I don't know which, what was Stanley. What well, wasn't. I can tell you one thing that you've definitely read is the master. I believe you read the master planner saga. Which is the one where Spider-Man's trying to get the the radioactive isotope so Aunt May doesn't die from that blood transfusion. And he gets buried by all that debris. And he's like, I have to do it. I must. And, oh. A lot of people think that that's the, the greatest Spider-Man story ever told. Uh, which is not surprising. And that was in the uh, that was in Homecoming. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they lifted that scene perfectly. Which is why I think... Oh my god. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Hey Greg, um, if mm. you had to pick your favorite Stanley mm -hmm. story arc, mm. what would you choose? I would choose clearly all of the DC oh, stuff that he wrote. <laughs> come on, clearly that would be. No, Greg, I'll answer um, for you. Stand back. Uh, you might remember yeah. a little show uh, on MTV, uh -huh. starring one oh, God Pamela Anderson Lee. Yes, it's oh, true, folks. Stanley created Stripperella. Barbarella. Actually, that was on Spike TV. Oh my God. I made a mistake. That was on Spike TV. Um, That's hysterical. Uh, <laughs> I want to say, we talked about it earlier a little bit. Was it th uh, The Thing? This yeah. This Man, This Monster? Uh, that was uh, one of the first ones that I read of his at a fairly young age where I started to really, like, all this stuff started to really click. Like the the inner meanings, like the fact that like maybe superheroes aren't all rainbows oh, and yeah. sunshine all the time. Um, 
the fact that maybe Ben Grimm actually really had some thoughts about his appearance and how other people mistake the it fun thing that. about that issue is um, um fantastic mm. four 48 49 and 50 are the galactus trilogy um 51 mm. is this man this monster oh, so wow. four yep. issues in a row you get pretty much the two best fantastic four stories ever told um huh. it was a real yeah. testament to that like even a one-off issue which you can read, again, completely isolated of anything. You don't need to know that just the month before they saved the entire world from a world devourer. It's a personal story about the thing who he meets a scientist and gets the opportunity to turn back into a regular guy because the scientist is jealous mm. of Reed Richards and envious of the thing's strength. So it's like a weird ploy that this scientist comes up with to... At this, while he can cure Ben Grimm, he's going to take revenge on Reed Richards. But he sees that the way that the thing is treated by the other members of the Fantastic Four, despite his monstrous appearance, he is still loved. And he it's really the power of love saves the day, which is kind of lame. But it's really good, and it gets you in a good place. He learns the power of love, and he can't bring himself where to kill Mr. Fantastic while wearing... Mr. Fantastic's best friend's face. Um, it's really, and all done in twenty-two pages. No shit. No shit. Nobody writes them like that anymore. No be no to be continued. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They all you just gotta watch fifteen <laughs> movies over ten years. Stan could have done it in an afternoon. Let's let's do this one. Your favorite Stanley quote. Ooh, this is a tough one. Not when you already have a website open that has a bunch of Stanley <laughs> quotes. Bastard. Hey. Right. Not that we would ever do that. Why would here we ever do that? Hey, don't worry. It's not the secret question. We knew this one was coming. And by we, I mean. I'm going to I'm gonna withhold my answer because I'm going to save it for when we sign off the show. I love it. Aww. Well, I come uh. up with another one. <laughs> that means you have to come up with Crud. two. Um. I'm going to throw yeah. this one. Uh, it's Stanley saying, I wanted them to be diverse. The whole underlying principle of the X-Men was to try to be an anti-bigotry story to show that there's good in every person. I think that the whole mm. idea of the X-Men was a phenomenal way to bring um, these thoughts and these issues and these problems to an audience in a way that they would understand them by taking it out of the context of today's world and putting it into a context that we can understand better so that once we kind of get a hold of what that means and we reapply it back into our mm -hmm. world that that is a wonderful message thank you mr stanley boom mm. knowledge dropped your face face right, front Casey. true believers nothing gets me more Don't. excited <laughs> than him just bursting forth with energy telling you hey read mm. this goddamn comic book <laughs> I, I'm 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 gonna it's true. I'm gonna say this. No one can say Excelsior. That is not a Stanley quote that you know, is no man, it's it's so question. good though. I know you guys didn't, and I applaud you. I it really is, and it it means upward and onward to greater glory. Which is really cool. Although that doesn't quite roll off the tongue. For me, I'm going to um I'm I'm gonna say this. It's something that he said at the Washington Washington Post. Because it kind of, it's kind of funny when you look back on it. Uh, he goes, I used to be embarrassed because I was just a comic book writer. While other people were building bridges or going on to medical careers, 
And I began to realize entertainment is one of the most important things in people's lives. Without it, they might go off the deep end. I feel that if you're able to entertain people, you're doing a good thing. So the beginning of that is just really funny because and it, it's, you know, his, he, his name isn't Stan Lee. Like that's a, a pen name that he came up with because uh, I remember hearing he wanted to become like a novelist, like the next great American novelist. And he didn't want his actual name to be associated with his quote unquote funny book pages. And then who knew it would build this crazy career and this like that touched more people than he, he could ever do maybe as a novelist. So I just found that pretty cool and interesting. And also that he recognized later that he's actually That's a good one. That's fun. almost as good as him saying, I never want to retire because yeah, my yeah. work is too much yeah. fun. And and really, he never did. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh Dave, do you have one? Um for years kids have been asking me what's the greatest superpower. I always say luck. If you're lucky, everything works. I've been lucky. Domino. That's a great one. <laughs> there was another one he had about minorities, but I didn't want to read it without because it made me cry. So there's that. <laughs> well, you're definitely oh, reading you it. Have to nope, now. nope, it's not gonna happen. Now nope. you're absolutely uh, reading. Nope, I will not cry on a podcast. I cried at your wedding. I cried at my wedding. I am not gonna cry on the podcast. Yeah. Don't act like your mic's not working now. You're my mic's gonna, working fine. I'm saying this. it right now. I am not crying on this damn <laughs> podcast. You can't make me. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, send it to one of us. Wait, wait, hold on. Let's it. see if we can get him to cry. Hey, Dave, do you remember that Futurama episode with the dog? Oh, God. Now I'm going to fucking <laughs> cry. He doesn't launch a nuclear bomb onto the podcast. Hey, do you remember that Office episode <laughs> where Jim told Pam that he loved her the first time? Stop it. Remember when he Stop proposed it. in the rain? <laughs> Stop There's it. There's so many Stop things it. we can get Stop to make it. Dave cry. Stop it. I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it, just let someone read it. I really want to know what this is. I want Casey to read it. I'll read it. Dave the Baby Menace. I'm emotional. What do you want from me? I have always included minority characters in my stories, often as heroes. We live in a diverse society. In fact, a diverse world, and we must learn to live in peace and with respect for each other. That's a good one. That's pretty good. That's a solid one. With all that being said now, it is time for the... This is going to be so weird to play the secret, the secret question jingle after that super emotional quote. Told you. I told you. I didn't want to do it. Just ride you it out. You made me do it. Ride it out. Let it it is time for the secret question. Secret question. All right. So tonight we got to hang out and we got to talk for, I want to say the better part of an hour about Stanley. Uh, our, his favorite, our favorite, uh, his creations, uh, movie cameos. Uh, we learned, or we had to revisit Casey's story when he met him. I got to talk about story arcs, quotes, and more. Uh, we do want to revisit that team rocket casting for sure. <laughs> Let's do it on another week for sure. Yeah. But tonight, <laughs> I I really want to know if you could say one thing to Stanley right now what would it be how strong is your prescription on those sweet <laughs> ass glasses wonderful i i saw a picture of him without it and i didn't believe it was him you you couldn't you could I, not you can't recognize, recognize him without what it, no. what if oh my god that's no facial hair no glasses he's in he's another person what what if that's like like he's in a crowd he's at comic-con and he has to disappear he just takes off the glasses and all of a sudden it was like hey where'd stan go Nailed it. Where'd he go? Yep. Are you guys ready? The Are you ready for this? 
Yeah. Hit it. Oh, God. <laughs> Tony Casey, this year for your Comic-Con, you have to go with Stan Lee, dude. At least oh, one I don't day. Know. Oh, man, especially with him next to Stan Lee's face right now. If only you had just a message. Right? Dude, you, you have to do it, Casey. The world begs it. Um, the world begs yeah. it. I'm Casey, what I'll would consider you say? It. Uh, me, I would just yeah. be, Stan, you're my hero. Thanks for everything. Dave. Uh, thanks for the awesome childhood. And, God, you're going to me cry, assholes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come back to me in a second. Fuck you oh, guys. my God. I love We've it. We've done it. All right. That's all I wanted. <laughs> all right. Here at the Back Here Fucking Podcast, we have laughs. We have arguments and we cry. We have it all. We're, we're a dramedy podcast now. It's great. Got hey, I got to. All language. right. I, while, while we wait for Dave, I could I could throw a, a double secret question at you tonight. Oh, well, let me answer. First. I am. I'm just saying I came up with it. I wanted to let a you know. Double secret <sighs> question. I mean, we could always just make it the triple and keep with the team rocking. Let's, <laughs> let's I like it. I like the stand focus. I'm about it. I do, too. I do, too. For me. I would. I just want to shake his hand and just like look look into his eyes and just like a sincere just thanks. Yeah. And then maybe slip in an Excelsior and see what he does. <laughs> and you hope that his prescription is strong enough that he can look back <laughs> yours appropriately. We all know it is. We all know it's the strongest prescription you get. I, I bet you <laughs> his handshake was like a vice grip. Oh, yeah. I bet. And And... He'd never let's go. Never. You're the one that has to let up. You've a got it. You've got a break. Yeah. He never breaks. <laughs> All right, Dave. Um, thanks for the childhood memories and the adventures you sent me on as an adult. I hate you guys. On that last sentiment, if we're talking about Stan as a man of love and peace and Dave proclaiming his hatred towards all <laughs> of us. <laughs> Uh, Casey, you have your double secret question. Who would you cast to play Stan Lee in what will no doubt be a biopic of his life? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, it's, uh, you have to cast young and old Stan Lee, though. Oh. Ooh, I got it. I got it already. He can yeah. do both. Oh, Go shit. for it, Dave. Ryan Gosling. Damn it. Mm, How? As, as, okay, so as, like, as young, beginning his career. As young and old. Um cheater no he could do it like there's a movie he did years cheater. ago called um blue valentine and old makeup looks horrible no no he's saying young young stanley no he said both oh both he's trying okay. to cheat no 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 both. because like in like in, in, <laughs> young, in blue valentine basically he plays a young guy an old guy but when he's the older guy he doesn't mm. need much makeup all he does really like shave his head make him grow facial hair and he looks like fucking stanley in it mm. look it up it's called blue valentine when he's older he has a stanley sun he has a stanley glasses and mustache facial hair he could do both i think he'd be Pretty good. Okay. But if we're going for like old, old end of his career, Stanley, oof. Yeah. Uh. Ooh, I got it. Robert Redford. Ooh. Oh. That's good. That's a good one. Yep. Um, I got nothing for young. <laughs> Crap. Nothing for young. I mean, Ryan Gosling's pretty good. <laughs> Ryan Gosling was my choice. That's so wild. He's freaking yeah. unreal. He's good. He'd yeah. be good. We got uh, what from the chat. We got people throwing out uh, Rue Two, throwing out Henry. Cavill. Henry Cavill looks good with Looking a stash. Looking good with a mustache, both real and CG. That's and uh, not Jeff Gamm's got James McAvoy. I could see it. He's got the he's got the eyes for it. I would say young Robert Downey Jr. Wow, 
just like i mean <laughs> we're not leaving the friggin superhero universe are we old <laughs> old maybe robert duvall Hmm. May ah. Uh, oh, that's what I was thinking of. That's definitely who I thought of when I said Robert Redford. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! These old white guys all look the same. They all look the same. Michael Caine. How about Michael that? Michael Caine. No, um, can't do. No, I mean, his voice he looks great, but I don't think he can get rid of the accent. Yeah. No. I, I yeah. would. I. Yeah. He definitely probably cannot. But if he could do an American accent, yeah. Oh yeah. Should, I hands down. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Casey, did you go? Uh, Dave took yeah. my choice. I'm speechless. <laughs> the gods. I'm speechless. Oh, jeez. That's crazy. Yeah. We got to think of something else then. That's how secret questions work for your own secret question. Good. I'm surprised that no one said Brian Cranston based the on the movie poster I put in. <laughs> the movie poster Casey sent out. Uh, I think yeah, we're all pretty, just like not Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston, old and new. Yeah. Dave. I would, man, if they, I mean, I guess if they were doing like a real even handed account of Stan, like where you get to see like him as a businessman too, like behind closed doors when he's not being this wonderful, optimistic face front true believer guy that we've come to know and love. um, Mm. I could see Cranston doing it, but then it's Mm. also like he was Hal on Malcolm in the Middle and him prancing about the Marvel offices. I could definitely see it. Is the greatest idea yeah. ever. Both of our games said he's two in the middle. Ugh. Nah. <laughs> Real talk, if you find a clip of Hal running late for work and trying to shave, shower, and brush his teeth at the same time, it's maybe one of the funniest like 30 seconds <laughs> of television you will ever see. Mm. Um, uh, anyway, Stan, Stan Lee. Lee. Stan Lee. That's it. That's it. That's that's our Stan Lee show, guys. Danny DeVito, get out of here, Adam. Yeah, I love it. Kira Knightley, she's got range. Uh, <laughs> Maruchi, the better joke is Scarlett Johansson. She could play any role. I I would actually really like if they did something like um, they did with uh, Dr. Parnassus and just have different like actors. M- little stories from his life and have different actors that ah. were in the MCU play stand okay that'd be cool or be involved in some way like i don't think some like some couldn't pull it off as like i can't see chris hemsworth really pulling it off although it'd but. be fucking hilarious they have somehow stuffed him uh, in there. watching him try yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they, they make him like 12 year old stanley yeah yeah i don't know anyways that's uh officially all the time that we have left for tonight this has been issue number 165 for the bad Cody funky podcast Uh, this is the stan lee episode Uh, and remember to go ahead and give us a follow on facebook soundcloud uh twitter instagram go ahead and subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. we're also on spotify iHeartRadio, google play or wherever you find your favorite podcasts because we there uh, if you're sitting there on any of those platforms, you want to go ahead and leave us a rating. It's always appreciated as always. And remember, we we still want to hear your Stan Lee stories. So if you email the BCF podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the BCF podcast at gmail.com. Uh, with that, we will read it throughout the rest of the year. So, And that's only, what, like four episodes that we have left for the rest of the year? Maybe five? Yeah, because we've got the holiday weeks. Yeah, let them on in, guys. I want to thank everyone for coming in, hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate it, as always. Uh, We're going to go ahead and do the shout-out real quick. 
we had uh, Adam Soul Ghetto Guy showing up. We had Boulevard Gaming, uh, of course, Jeff Gann. We had Rutu showing up with those clutch Henry Cavill jokes. Uh, we also had uh, a couple people uh, in lurk mode. We had Polly Zay. We had Trippy Canis, VNK, and I th- and Virgo Pros. And that is everyone that I saw. And if I missed you, I apologize. Come back next week. And stay till the end so we'll say your name. Stay till the end so I'll say your (laughs) name. That's all you really got to do. Thank you, everyone. Good night. And remember, we'll see you next time or we will see you another time. And if I may, enough said.